Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today we have a huge announcement. David Morrison is publishing a book of haiku. Um, today's episode is a Pecha Kucha event that took place a few months ago, and we recorded an intro with Bill Helm. Uh, then we play the actual event and an outro where David and I discuss um, sort of the immediate aftermath. Uh, so all of this is to celebrate uh, us launching the book. Uh, first, we're going, we are going to be launching a Kickstarter in less than a week. So if you would like to receive that link, please email us at desertrainpoem at gmail.com. That's D-E-S-E-R-T-R-A-I-N-P-O-E-M at gmail.com. And we will uh, shoot you the link as soon as we have it. Should be uh, just a matter of days. But before we get into that, thank you, Jacob at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background right now. Um, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain, check out theruined.com. Also, drcrpod.com is where you can go to hear other episodes. Uh, also, if you're listening to this between May 15th and June 15th of 2022, kick.drcrpod.com will get you to the Kickstarter. If you're enjoying what you hear, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us out. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. So I don't know if this is welcome back, but this is an intro, a second intro, because I'll record a first intro talking about the Kickstarter. But this is all connected to the haikus uh, David has written. Uh, the first time I ever saw him record any of the Pecha Kuchas. Oh, before we go into that, David Morrison. Hello, Mr. Mason. Bill Hello, Helm. Mr. Helm. Hello. Our reoccurring guest, Mr. Bill Helm. So I saw back in 2017, I saw David Morrison perform his haikus. That's the first time I, I had, I knew David for a while at that point, but um, I think that was the, f- the first time I really was able, I got the opportunity to um, in- enjoy his poetry. And it was at an event called... Pechacucha? Or... Pachakacha or Pachakucha, however so, you would like to say it. Um, so maybe you can explain what, and I'm going to call it Pachakucha because that's what I'm comfortable saying, but can you explain the, the idea, or not the idea, what is it, what, what does it, when someone, perf- is it perform? Does presents. It, when, when someone presents at Pachakucha, what, what does that entail? So Pechacucha, let's define what it is first. Pechacucha is a format for presenters. It started out um, as like creative designer types, but it has now grown into, you could do a Pechacucha on anything you're passionate about, whatever that is. Um, It is a format, sort of bottom up. It's the (laughs) unted. And, and how long has it existed? It is uh, started in 2003 by some friends of mine, architects in Tokyo, 
The format is specifically 20 slides for mm -hmm. 20 seconds. So it's... Well, uh, it's 20 seconds per slide. 20, right? yeah. 20 okay. seconds per slide. So it's a total presentation format of six minutes and 40 seconds. It was, they devised, um, so the creators are Mark Dytham and Astrid Klein. They have a architecture firm in Tokyo called Klein Dytham Architecture. And um, they were actually running their office. When they created it in 2003, they were running their office in a space that at night became an event space. Oh, nice. <laughs> so they would have to like um, sort of change uh, shift gears as the day went on, but they also were sort of the co-founders of this event space, and I think the first one was called Deluxe, and the super one, second one was called Super Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, um, and the they next one will be Super Deluxe Plus. And then yeah. McDonald's get involved, it'll be the Deluxe Arch, Arch Deluxe. <laughs> the, Uber, the Uber Deluxe. <laughs> Uh, they so they devised it as a way to um, help program events that would happen at this event space, and okay. so they wanted to create an event for uh, creatives to essentially have sort of an it's an open mic. So you've got twenty slides that you get to show for twenty seconds. You have no control over the timing. So you know um, once the once the slides start playing, you have a mic to talk about whatever the whatever you want to talk about. Mm. So in David's case, he wanted to present his haikus. Um, although I think it was me wanting him to present his haikus. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was going to say that. I can't imagine David seeking out so much to, to present. So I I twisted David's arm and I said, "Give me, you know, just give me twenty slides of the desert, <laughs> beautiful images, and you can talk over them." And, uh, and um, so that's it. That's the format. The word is actually, so, you know, devised in Japan. Um, the word is actually a Japanese word, which means the sound of chit-chat in Japanese. So what it means is this, like, when you're in a room full of people mm -hmm. and the murmur of right. people talking in the background, that's pachakacha to Japanese. That's what that means. That sounds really cool. Um, and so, how do you say it? English speakers, readers almost universally see the word and say it just how we think it should sound, which is pachakucha. And you're perfectly fine saying that. In, in um, Japan, they don't really separate the two words, become mm. sort of like pachakacha or pachakucha. Ku is like one word in, in Japan, so that's what sort of where it transitions, the like enunciation. But, um, and then some people just say pachacha. <laughs> yeah, when we, when we did the virtual event, well, not I didn't, I just watched the virtual event. I was, I was, David and I were looking at each other, and, and I'm actually, I would be interested. So we're going to play the the audio from a virtual event David did. Uh, was that in February? It was. It was International Pecha Kucha Day, yeah, that's which right. we have had 
I don't know how many years they've been doing it. We in El Paso as a city have been a part of it, I think three years now. And we've had the honor the last two years of closing it out, um, this international event. So um, because it, you know, two years ago when the world changed, we were able to, or we were sort of forced to figuring out if we're going to do things, we got to figure out how to do them virtually. And um, Pecha Kucha was already, um, I guess, positioned to be able to do something online. They had to figure out the logistics of it, but, um, and Zoom was the tool that we, that they ended up using in addition to the tools, they the set of tools which we can talk about that they were setting up on their website, um, and so then we had, I guess, um, then last year I guess would have been the first big year where we had for International Pechacucha Day, they broadcast twenty four hours straight for that day, mm-hmm. um, and which is it's always geared around two twenty. Uh, in February, so February twentieth. Um, so they started in started broadcasting, you know, at noon Tokyo time, and they developed a schedule where they would hand off to cities around the world as the day went around the world and came back to them. Very cool. And as someone that has presented, David, you've done a, a live event, you've done a virtual event. I just wanted to get sort of your perspective or the Pecha Kucha and what, what that was like and, and maybe a little bit the differences between, you know, having, having that experience of presenting to a, to a crowd here in El Paso and then to sort of doing the, the Zoom version a few, uh, well, when this comes out a couple months ago. Yeah. No, it was a very enjoyable experience. Uh, you know, the live event, I, I think what I like about it the most is I, I think it's unfair to, uh, assault people with with my poetry. That's just wrong. <laughs> so six minutes and forty seconds. That's you know I don't feel as guilty. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. It's you, a you good. Can, it's a good. You shouldn't of time. invite your friends and family to your poetry reading you, <laughs> and, and subject them to that kind of thing. And so, but six minutes and forty seconds, and they have a bar. Yeah, I don't feel as bad. And so, yeah. So it felt good. That six minutes is a is a good time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and then the imagery, of course, is whatever imagery. If it's good imagery, it's no matter how bad you are with the spoken word, the imagery will cover your ass, you know. And well, and what were so, the images you ended up using? Mine was just amateur photography of the desert uh, that you had taken. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I've taken, and I think I projected it as, and I think we'll do this with the the book too. Uh, have a, a qualifying statement that these are not professionally taken photographs, and I think it shows. And secondly, <laughs> but they're taken through a contemplative eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, so look at them through that lens, you know, through, through a... And, and then people would say, well, what is that? And then I'd say, exactly. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, and then the virtual event, yeah, was, was, wasn't as, you know, because you're not interacting with people and, you know, and... I'm sure the poor people that did it for a full 24 hours, by the time we got to El Paso, <laughs> they were probably a little loopy, right? You know, or, or maybe out of cocaine. I don't know uh, what their the situation is. had run out. Yeah. Uh, so, 
they did have relief in there. They did have some folks that took over for him in the middle, so they got a little rest. So they got to go sleep a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which that's a pretty amazing commitment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. very enjoyable. Well, and, and I think one of the cool feedback, I don't know if we have audio of it, but one of the, the cool things of uh, feedback we got was when you read them, at least for the virtual one, uh, the live one, there was there was also drumming. Jacob yeah. Jacob played a drum. But in this one, it was just you reading it. And, and you had um, – the pacing that you ended up just naturally going into was a very uh, rhythmic, almost meditative – uh, type feel to it, and that was some of the feedback that one of the observers. Yeah, that gave was you. interesting. Because yeah, so so Jacob and I, we've done it a couple of times since that event to, yeah. at other play, other yeah. venues, other places, churches, and that kind of thing. And so yeah, usually, uh, you know, I'm the MC and he's the DJ. I uh, <laughs> I, I introduce the pace and he locks the flow, you know, <laughs> as they say, and. Uh, and so I was, yeah, I was a little apprehensive of not having his drumming behind it this time. And it was the first time I've read him without that drumming in it. And so, yeah, the, the verses themselves, because of, of the uh, five, seven, five syllable structure, the three lines, uh, kind of created its own rhythm. Mm -hmm. and I For sure. Yeah, I was surprised that, that it did that. I wasn't aware that it was going to have that kind of a effect you know and then the guys i think one of the, the contributors or maybe moderators said i'm gonna go buy some buy a book of haikus and, <laughs> and we didn't jump in you and said, they said we're gonna we're gonna publish <laughs> one right so i'm glad we didn't do that um <laughs> and so how did you first encounter Petrakucha, bill so um in in buffalo when i was in grad school there um one of the creators, Mark Dytham, actually uh, came to Buffalo and did a lecture for us. And so he, as, as part of his lecture, introduced what they had been doing then for several years. And um, so they started having these events in Tokyo, and people would come to them. And afterwards, they'd be like, wow, that's a great event. It's a really great way to bring your city together, and um, we want to do this in our city. And, right. And Mark was like, well, okay. So they devised a way to just start sharing it with cities, and it becomes this, um, I mean, the way it's formalized is like with a with an agreement, like a handshake agreement with them that, that we sign that um, allows us to do it, but w you know we have to promise to maintain the format and, and the t integrity of it and, and all that jazz. But really, it's because they don't want folks profiting off of it. It's supposed to be, you know, it's a nonprofit thing. You're supposed to just be doing it for the good of your city, and they want to make sure everybody's heart is in the right place. But so they started sharing it with cities um, very quickly. I think after they created it in, in 2003. And so I think I ran across it at, at about the fifth year, okay. about 2007 or eight. And um, then we also had a group of grad students that went to Tokyo one summer on a summer abroad program. And they, um, I think, went and visited Mark's off, Mark and Astrid's office and got to experience it there. And they brought it to Buffalo and I presented at one 
uh, when I was in grad school in Buffalo. Saw a couple of them there. And um, when returning to El Paso in 2008, nine, no, it was eight, um, I said, well, we need, we need this here. So I reached out to Pechacucha in Tokyo and, and, you know, sent my info in, got some really good friends of mine who were designers in town, um, Gilbert and Patty at Fuzzy Red Panda. That's a business. <laughs> reputable business. It is a reputable business. Um, well, it's funny because a movie just came out right about a red panda. Red something. Yeah. A red dawn. Oh no. Sorry. I don't think. So. I think no, that's no, no, the. No. Other. That's what's happening. In, yeah, that's what's happening in <laughs> that's Europe what's right happening. now. <laughs> um, and so we got together and we just, you know, figured out how to wing it and did it. And do they so, keep track of how many cities? Yes. Have it now? And we're now over 1,200 cities in the world. When we, when we started El Paso in 2008, we were about 120. Oh, wow. And so then that's exploded oh. to well over 1,200 now. That's um, incredible. Yeah. And it's really a thing where they want to identify it by city, not by country or, you know, it, the, what the thing about the cities does is it creates relationships between people across the world and sort of minimizes the idea of borders. And, wow. and, well, and speaking of that, so the virtual one, there was presenters from El Paso and Juarez, right. Mexico. So, so is that, does it encompass each other? Does Juarez have its own or kind of what, what, what does that look like? So yeah, Juarez has one that, um, and the things the thing about it is it sort of naturally ebbs and flows over time. Like we've you know we've gone a year, two years without having them, and then right. started them up again. And and they always uh, encourage you know people to feel free about that and not burdened by it because it takes a lot to put these things on. So um, they just you know realize that cities take a life of their own and come and go, and so. Um, we were on a hiatus when I was starting in situ, and during our hiatus, um, Juarez had started up one, mm. and then we started back up again, um, and after we started up, we um, became aware of Juarez, and I can't remember who introduced us to him, or maybe they just reached out. Um, but then we just had this ingenious idea together. Well, why don't we do something cross-border? I mean, what a better way to talk about the relationship between our sister city of Juarez and ourselves than to do a joint yeah. thing across this international border between us. So we um, have done several events over successive years, um, um, no more than like one per year, but where we were doing binational events. This is before covid so hopefully we will do it again here soon. But what what we were doing uh, was bringing, we'd each bring a few presenters, you know, four or five presenters from each city. And then we would have the event twice. We'd have it once in El Paso and one in Juarez. And we'd oh, get nice. the presenters, whoever could cross the border, yeah. come present in your native language and vice versa. So you didn't 
have complete duplicate events. They, right. they were slightly different, but then we had a record of, of everybody's presentation. And um, because from very early on, one thing that has happened is they encouraged us to record the audio of all the presentations. So just like you know, you're about to hear with David, um, and then they developed uh, a tool on the website for us to upload all of the images, the 20 images, and then upload the recorded audio and sync them together so that anybody then around the world could start watching mm-hmm. past Pecha Kuchas. And um, so we would then do that with the international ones. And then I think 2017, um, we started participating in, uh, they, they started inviting, we didn't go to the first one, I think it was the second or third one. They had started inviting city organizers from around the world to um, come together. If you could like pay your own way to get to Tokyo, they would bring city organizers together from around the world to talk about best practices on how you run Pechacuchas in your city, what are the, you know, what are the great things you're getting out of it, you know, how do you, um, you know, how do you encourage people to come, whatnot, you know, those sort of things. And so we went to one in 2017, and then I went back individually, um, I think to two others, um, prior to COVID. And um, that was a real sort of flattening of the world thing because all of a sudden we're in connection with people physically right. across the world um, who are running these events um, in, you know, in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, everywhere. Right, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> China, Shanghai, and um, then, of course, Japan because we were in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and... So the whole story of us doing these cross-border things, because we, we were just rolling off of one of our binational events. I think it was our first binational event, actually. And um, my business partner and I went and presented in Tokyo in super deluxe, the mothership <laughs> of Pechacucha, which sadly doesn't exist anymore. But um, uh, we got to present about El Paso and about um, this binational thing we were doing where we were, you know, building bridges with our sister city instead of um, focusing on borders. And so that, like, they were all blown away by what we were doing and and encouraged it. And so we've done more. Um, and <clears throat> for me personally, like, it's been a real sort of, um, we were talking about belonging, like mm-hmm. uh, in in a past episode, and um, that that has been another experience of belonging for me because now I've got this group of people that is all over the world. That anytime we connect for anything, um, it, it's like we are in the same room again, whether we're not, whether we are or not. Um, following that, I took Eddie and. Gabriella and my dad to Germany. Um, I think that was 2018 or 2019. And so um, in Germany, 
one of my friends from Tokyo happened to be having uh, a Pechakucha night in this little German village oh, that he lives cool. in. Um, and he's like, hey, you're coming to Germany. Will you come present at my Pechakucha? <laughs> and so I got That's to really go cool. uh, do a Pechakucha, and it was incredible. This little village, I mean, little town, like maybe 40,000 people. Um, and this Pechakucha was in this, uh, basically like a beer garden. It was at a, it was actually at a brewery that had been in this German town for like 400 years brewing beer in this town. And the whole town was there for this event. And so I got to present at that and present about El Paso and it was amazing. And then I've gotten to do that in some other places as well. That's, yeah, that is awesome. And uh, before we roll into the audio of David doing his haikus, did, is there anything you wanted to sort of intro? Or I know you 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 do an intro for the actual haik, uh, the actual Pechakucha. Was there anything you wanted to to add before we play that? I Man, I thought you were going to say something like, "Never have the Japanese and the Germans gotten together <laughs> since," <laughs> which is referring to the other podcast, <laughs> your airport joke. So. Check out the Belonging <laughs> podcast episode. Uh, I told that, yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> that was served up perfectly. No, it's just, it's. I'm looking forward to another, I, I don't know if I would present, but I'm looking forward to another live thing in El Paso. But when we went, there were all kinds of colorful characters. There was a couple, there was one guy who was a legend, right, in El Paso. His name Chewy or Chew? Simi? Wellington Chew, maybe? Or you're, what am I you're thinking? thinking of Simi, the mural artist? Uh, I thought he was in local politics for forever, but he was kind oh. of every, an every man's politician, kind of <laughs> populist guy. His images had uh, the watermarks on them because oh. he yanked them off the internet. And, and <laughs> oh, guy, but he's yeah. like a local legend. He's been around I, forever. Uh, yeah, more of a political commentator, writer guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, I thought on it was Chewy or Chew or something. And then there's, yeah, and a young uh, comic book artist guy. and. I forget, I forget his name. Rivetta, maybe. Uh, I like how you're just throwing out random Mexican names. <laughs> you know, Chewy, yeah, Juan, you know, Rivera. Hernandez, everybody knows. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did, well, I wanted to thank you, Bill, for, for putting it, you know, bringing the Pecha Cucha to El Paso because um, my experience going to, the, to the, the live one and the virtual one um, were just, just some incredible presenters and, I don't. I don't know if I would have found my way there if not the connection with you and David and everything else. So, um, and well, pechacucha.com. Pechacucha.com is the global page, and from there you can click on cities and you can get to us. And there's actually, I think, a mechanism on there that if you like let it locate where you are, it'll tell you what events are happening close to you. Oh, nice. So we try. We're, we we try to have four a year. That's part of the agreement is to attempt to do at least four a year, if not mm -hmm. more. Like in Tokyo, they do them. Or when they were doing them live. I think they're just now coming back. Right. They, were, they do them once a month, wow. which is an incredible amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you, yeah. Um, we, so, we, and we're actually, um, I've sort of broadened the circle of our, city organizers and we've inherited some new folks uh with um 
a lot of great ideas. So we're actually planning the year out right now uh, beyond the event that happened in February. So we're going to have one in April, one, I think, in June. And then the last one for this year will be um, part of the conference that I'm bringing to town as part of our local AIA chapter. We're bringing the Texas Architects Conference to town. And so they always do a, a Pecha Kucha night as part of their mm -hmm. conference. And so since we're the city organizers, we're going to run it for them and make it um, make it a, a little more inclusive group so it'll be open to the public and it'll also be um, one for Texas architects. But because it's our city doing it, the one thing that you were hitting on and trying to like name off folks that were there at the one with you is what what I've found Pecha Kucha has become across the world and you know not just here but with all our interactions with other city organizers is it becomes this like really you go to any Pecha Kucha night it becomes this sort of really beautiful cross section cut of what's happening creatively in your city mm, or you know um in some cases you know, political activist, or you know, yeah. things that people are passionate about. What's happening in in a city, and things that you wouldn't necessarily see in a newspaper. One right. Speaking of the, one one of the ones I remember were the safe houses for journalists oh, yeah. throughout Mexico. Right. Was an incredible presentation. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd like to invite you to come back in October to October. a live event, and. I'm hoping, this is not confirmed yet, but I'm hoping we're actually going to run it for the first time in the big house in the Plaza Theater oh, on wow. the big screen. That would be incredible. Nice. So that's, if we control the, for the conference, we control the Plaza Theater for that week. So um, if we can make it a larger, more inclusive event, um, I think they'll let me run it in it. So. That would be awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Spoiler alert. Some big <laughs> things right? coming. Well, thank you, Bill. Appreciate your time today. Yes. Thank you, David Morrison. Thank you, sirs. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll roll into where this is leading into uh, David's Pecha Kucha, so enjoy that. Yeah, so this is just a, a simple uh, contemplation of the desert landscape, you know, because there's a a beauty that can be experienced in the scarcity of the desert uh, if we come to it with contemplative eyes. And by contemplation, I mean, uh, for example, the original Latin means to gaze intently on something. Ancient astronomers would lie in a field and gaze at the stars all night. They would contemplate. Uh, and so I'm saying it's possible to walk in a desert landscape and witness its emptiness. And then once you witness its emptiness, a stunning beauty can arise and you become a witness to that. And then this beauty begins to gaze into the beholder and one is transformed forever. Uh, in the Irish language to contemplate means uh, to place oneself at the edge of waiting. So the desert is a liminal space on the edge of what's familiar, and it draws and enchants those who dare to walk in its uh, canonic embrace. And it's here that ancient songs are heard, all the 
the uh, uh, religions of the world were forged uh, on the, on the uh, sun's anvil, so to speak. Uh, and so, and even, even haiku, the form of haiku, uh, even though Japan and, and the desert may seem so uh, contrasted, uh, the haiku is a minimalist expression, just like the desert. And it, it conceals and reveals the beauty, uh, just, you know, just as a desert and that kind of verse does. And so uh, what I'm presenting right now is, you know, the photos are not professional. They're, they're taken with a contemplative eye. And the verses that I'm going to read are not literary. They're just my simple experience as being a lifelong desert walker. Uh, and then to sum it up, you know, Mary Oliver, the poet, uh, she said, every day I walk out into the world to be dazzled and then to be reflective. And so I'll just take the, the presentation out with the reading of, of uh, haiku. Morning light streaming, illuminated window, Eternity sits. Meeting of two hawks, circling and dancing on wind, polemic amour. In late fading light against ancient mesquite mounds, my shadow slipped by. Coyote meets dog, eyeing orbiting, sniffing, familiar strangers. Ocotillo spring, flames bursting in red blossoms, burning, not consumed. Wild gourd distending, trumpet flower with spoiled stench, tendrils claim highway. Creosote fragrance, freed with heat and desert rain, bearing primal tales. Roadrunner, wild eye, in the tilting of her head, chaos and courage. Buzz of cicadas, children laugh splashing in pool, May gives way to June. Coiled snake on dirt road alerts me to her presence. Life waves through my veins. Purple against blue, mountain strata shimmer, calligraphy lines. On desolate plain, toads lie hidden in baked clay, waiting for deluge. To walk in their midst, staffs of luminosity, yucca elders watch. Desert turned to sea, in a moment, in her eye, call of ancestors. Mountain arroyo, river runs to become sand, wound of the desert. Wind mysterium, electrifying the dust, 
mind swept clean thoughts. Heat interrupted. Astronomical twilight. A bat flight underway. Last light of evening. Nighthawk kites glide overhead. First owl flies to perch. Crescent moon, nappy, cradled in horizon's boat. Christ eyelid lifting. Slit of the curved moon, slowly opening, spilling, Buddha's eye waking. How are your how are your thoughts afterwards? What would the I know they gave you some cool feedback. I don't know if you want to elaborate yeah, on some no. of those ideas, but uh, kind of the recap aftermath. How, how yeah, I, I went in kind of feeling like the oddball because most, at least in our cohort, we're doing some pretty big, amazing projects on serious, <laughs> grave issues, uh, immigration issues, uh, AIDS. Uh, HIV issues, uh, you know, and here's this ridiculous poet from the desert in the middle of <laughs> the desert, huge, desert uh, monk with his high Oh, and the, the one guy was doing the sustainable housing with yep. Potter, with uh, Adobe. I mean, amazing, big time people, you know, and, and then they drag this wild animal out of the mesquite and say, here, read some poetry. Perform for us. Dance <laughs> so it monkey. felt a little odd, but I got into the rhythm of it. Yeah. And, it felt good. Uh, I just uh, wish, just like we did live a few years ago, that uh, Jacob could have played the, mm. the the monk drums with it, um, because it has a cadence. Like the 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 main feedback that I was surprised about was that it, he said it had a contemplative cadence and rhythm. Each poem being read, which is exactly what it's supposed to do, and I didn't realize that. Well, and I think it. <laughs> I think doing it without the drums, I, you know, I love Jacob and I love the drums, obviously. But I think doing it uh, a cappella, if you will, yeah, but without I provide my own rhythm, I guess. I yeah, know. I think it. I think it lends itself more to that. Interesting. That because I remember seeing it live, it it was a little bit different. Really, it was just okay. different having the drums and the the haikus. Whereas tonight, it was like you had this, you got into your own sort of the way you, because you were pausing between each one, you were reading it, and you kind of, there was this rhythm, but not rhythm too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you, you'd read through it, you, you would have the cadence for that haiku, and then there was a pause. Extend it a little bit, and then you would go into the next one. And obviously, the, the listeners here will, will be able to experience that um, but yeah, they're, they're, it was just different than when uh, when you guys did it live with the with the monk drum. So I think I think it 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 lends itself well both ways. Oh, good, for sure. Good. Yeah, I felt like I got into a zone, kind of a, a rhythm, and yeah, and it was very felt very meditative. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, this might be a shorter shorter podcast, but uh, we did want to share this with with the people out there that have been listening and uh, yeah thank you oh yeah thank you <laughs>